say something, goddammit. You're on television. You're live to the whole world. Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar and with me today is... Ralph. That's right. This is episode number 131. Today's episode is going to consist of the three movie reviews. Um, two new ones, one marathon pick, a little older. Well, I guess a lot older, depending on how old you are today. Anyway, those movies are going to be... We're going to review Fast 9, the Fast and Furious 9. Is it just Fast 9? Is that the actual title? Or is it just... Or are they shortening that? From the actual title. I do not know. But either way. Uh, what? Yeah. I, it just says F9 here. F9. It's even shorter than that. <laughs> it's even, yeah. The Fast Saga. That's what it's called. Oh, right. The Fast Saga. Right. That, it, it's, it is a saga. It's nine fucking movies. Um, and then and then the one um, Hobbs and Shaw one. That's, that was Hobbs it. and yeah. Shaw. Right, yeah. don't, hurt, don't hurt yourself. Anyway, Fast 9. And then we're going to be reviewing uh, Disney's latest, uh, you know, what do you call it? Um, live action thing creation uh Cruella. I, would say is, I would say this is original though it's not like a remake of a you know a you know it's not a remake i know but it's still i mean just live action yeah, disney course, disney world right yeah, that's what it is. Cruella. we're going to talk about that and then we're going to conclude our show with our review of um clockers from 1990 something right i think 95 95 uh, from Spike Lee himself, Clockers. I'm going to review that movie as well. You can always follow uh, this show and uh, find this show and all of our other shows, not only at whatever podcast catcher you're you're listening to us on, but as well as on otherpodcast.com. Over there, you can find all of our previous episodes and follow this marathon along um, that we are up to here. Kind of a, a kind of a kind of a ballsy little little you know ambitious marathon we've got going on here. So, so check it out. Check it out. Um, especially because the next two or so are going to be much more low-key. Anyway, um, follow us there. Now, before we get any further, Raf, how are you? How are you? How you been? Uh, I'm tired. Yeah, the schedule's finally kicking kick my ass. Um, it's kicking your ass? Yeah, I work an hour earlier than I normally do. So, I worked at, I used to work at 4 a.m. Right, I remember um, you told me. Now, I work at 3. And that's like... Uh, like a brand new shift. It doesn't sound like it is because it's an hour, but it is when you go to sleep late, <laughs> like I do. <laughs> like, you know, like and the issue is like I was getting naps. Um, I'm not getting naps anymore. I just stay up. I'm busy right after work. I do things. Um, you know, like I feel like I have more time to do stuff, especially since the summer. But then I don't. But then it's nine o'clock and it turns into ten, and then it gets sleep, and now I'm waking up at two in the morning, and I got three and a half hours of sleep and that's that's not good for me i was getting five hours before or four and i just it's a little hard for me and i'm working more because i'm doing overtime and it's, it's just a pain in the dick um yeah but besides that i mean I'm, I'm taking a little bit of a break on overtime and stuff like that i'm not doing anything crazy after tomorrow um and uh yeah yeah uh just been watching also a lot of um a lot of TV, so I'm very bad at watching movies unless I force myself to watch a movie, which I don't. So um, it has to be like I almost need like the push of like, oh hey, you should watch this movie, and then I'll still be like, no, and they're like, oh okay, let's watch this movie, and then I'll be like, oh okay, sure. Um, <laughs> That's funny. And, I, and I don't know why, to be honest with you. Um, but besides that, um, yeah, just been uh, you know dealing with summer, uh, trying to do stuff like that. I got into a new sport. You'll be you'll be happy to hear. Um, it's what? Great. 
Yeah, I know. Well, I didn't think I'd be able to join a new sport or get into a new sport, but I did. What is it? Uh, Formula One. Yeah. Isn't that the car thing? It is. Then how does that work? Uh, they drive around a track. You actually driving around a track? I'm not driving around a track. Uh, then what I, are you talking about? I'm watching, watching the sport now, Oscar. Oh, okay. This is a different story. It's fantastic. It's a different story. Yeah, yeah. I'm in it. I like you. Um. <laughs> so yeah. Besides that, I mean, um. Yeah, I just been watching TV. Uh, what ended up getting me into it is I started watching that one show. What's that called? It's called uh, Formula One Drive to Survive on Netflix. Yes, and uh, it's like three seasons, and I literally binge watched that over the last like week and a half. Mm-hmm. I, you know, just so easy to watch. Um, so I got into that. I've been watching that, and just been, and I kind of like really. I found out. I guess it's it's a unique sport. Like it's so cool. It, it feels like it's not, but. I mean, it's so it's so interesting uh, to watch. Yeah, um, and it's really cool. And it's uh, just now that I know the dynamic and how it works, it's super interesting to watch. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's not like I'm not looking forward to you know. Um, probably, I'm not going to watch like every every sport, every live event, or anything like that. But at the same time, I do feel like, well, um, I'll probably watch when I can. And it feels like they come out on Sundays, depending on where they're where they're racing in the world, because they do it all over the world, which is another cool thing. So, okay. Um, but besides that, I've also been watching other TV, just in general. Loki, keep it up with that. Um, I don't know if you've been watching Loki. Uh, yes, I have. I'm caught up. I saw oh, the, the fourth as the last one. I think so. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And then I also started watching uh, the Marvel, the the Marvel MCU. Uh, the f- in order. The way in timeline order. Yeah, in timeline order. Yeah, I've been doing that's timeline. so funny because uh, Lex and I started doing that earlier in the year. We were watching. Where'd you get to? We're at Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. I'm at. Uh, so I'm I'm supposed to watch. What was that one? Uh, I'm still in the beginning phases. I'm supposed to watch uh, <coughs> Captain Marvel. Hmm. Um, but Leo just saw it not too long ago. We just kind of saw it together. So I'm huh. debating if I want to watch it again. But I'll probably put it on anyway. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. It was fun. I mean, I mainly watched it because uh, Lexi wanted to do it. It was like a couple's thing, I guess. And um, and um, that's why we're so slow. Because we started this like in, I don't know, right. February. <laughs> I don't remember. Huh? Right, right. So we're very far behind. So. But yeah. No, it's, it's a fun little, it's a fun thing. Yeah, I just got to to watch yes, and I've been doing that with Leo, so that's great. That's yeah. awesome. Um, on my end, I, I've been you know I've been watching the. Uh, oh, we weren't going to talk about truce. So. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I'm going to speak into into the void, and oh, okay, okay. maybe no, someone yeah. will. will <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, you were saying before I was rude. And I've been watching the Harley Quinn show. Um, I'm super enjoying that. I think I mentioned that before, so I won't talk too much about it. But I've been watching more of that. I'm almost done with season two. Um, further than that is that uh, the Bosch season, the last season, seven. Something? Oh, dude! I just okay. So yeah, I, I totally. Was, that's so stupid. I was. Uh, I'm like in episode three right now. <laughs> I'm watching it. Okay, so I finished it already. <laughs> no, I know you did because I think like for some reason it like 
was saving it on mine. It was like, you should finish Bosch. And I was like, finish it. I haven't even started it. What the fuck? That's funny. And I was like, it was just so stupid. Um, and then I, uh, and I was like, I should really watch it. And I started, I started last night and, uh, I saw one episode and I was, it was already like about to be 10 o'clock and mm-hmm. I was like, Oh dude. And literally the next episode was like about to start. And I was like, I have to stop because if I, I'm just gonna <laughs> fall down a rabbit hole and I'm gonna be exhausted tomorrow. I just know it. And then today I got home and I'm two more episodes in already. So, yeah, such an easy show to watch. It's unreal. Yeah, so uh, it doesn't disappoint. So I saw it three at night until I finished it after work. <laughs> so you went like that? Yeah. Wow. What would you think I would do? Watch the whole I thing. I expected once nothing sitting? less. I expected nothing. Less. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no. I mean, they're a solid hour each one. So, um, yeah, it's so it's so much fun. It sucks that it's over. It's the last season, but uh, yeah, um, it was good. Uh, I can't wait to rewatch the whole show again from the beginning, which I like doing. I've done that many times already. It's just a very easy show to watch. I love it so much. Uh, but right now, I'm currently still going through House, some season six or seven. So maybe I'll go back to Bosch after that. But another thing I've been doing is I've been. Um, been reading more of the Dresden Files, which uh, was it two or three years ago on our discoveries. I put in the Dresden Files for one of my top discoveries of that year because I read the first, I don't know, eight books or something. And since then, I've read like the next eight books. It's, it's a large series. Um, and I'm almost to the end, or I should say I'm almost caught up to the writer, to, to, <laughs> to the guy, because he releases at least one every year since whenever he started and um, I'm almost caught up. I think I have two more books left, and then I'll be caught up with his current, uh, whatever, his current series. And um, I don't know. It's been a lot of fun. I love the show. I've been, uh, I love the show. I mean, I love the books. But um, it's also very, like, it's as, it's as consumable as it is to watch Bosch. You know, it's about a wizard really? investigator and a lot of drama, but also a lot of hardcore shit happening. And the guy's like really funny and very very personable the main character uh dresden and a lot of stuff in it and i was so involved with all the characters and i love murphy and i love all these people and i love butters and um, everything and um yeah and I, i've been so excited to hear a news of uh because they've tried to make the books into a show or or even a, a movie or something and um a lot of close calls to doing something real but nothing yet I'm kind of hoping that some good network picks it up and makes it that we got to go to watch. Anyway, that's what I've been doing. Nothing major. Uh, besides that, I've just um, been, yeah, been ch- chilling, really, hanging out. Anyway, um, let's get into some recent discoveries, which I don't think you have any, right, Ralph? No, I'm a horrible person. Don't, fine. I have, I have discoveries for both of us about that. Um, so I went to Apple TV Plus. I've been trying to watch their stuff as well, mainly their shows because I think they deal more with shows and movies. They've only done a few movies. They definitely have more TV shows. Like uh, I want to get into back into uh, For All Mankind, but I haven't, I haven't, um, I haven't watched beyond the first episode yet. But I will get back into it. But besides that, I saw one of their movies called uh, Palmer, which stars uh, Justin Timberlake, an ex-con, convi- an ex-convict strikes up a friendship with a boy from a troubled home and that's the really the whole thing and it's about him you know developing his relationship but like it's not quite so it's almost 
like too heart stringy, like kind of a inspiration kind of story. And then it isn't, and then it is, and then it isn't. And it's kind of like, I think it tries to be more of a character piece, you know, show off how, how people in this area works, how people with whatever, you know, with problems can like overcome it, or maybe how they can see how they overcome it or how they portray it. And it's interesting. And I, I liked that. I thought the movie was, um, was was not like a bad watch at all. I think it wasn't. It's not great, but I think that Justin Timberlake is not as bad as I'd imagine he would be. You know, because this is his first that I've seen him like starring, like he's the lead. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in every. He, I mean, the, the name of the, the, the movie is named after his character. So, um, and the relationship between him and the boy, you know, I think the one thing that the movie had to get right was to make it believable, and I think it did, and it did a really good job. In that regard, but it doesn't have anything like more than that. It's not like you know, it's nothing a lot. There's not a lot to fucking figure out here. The movie is pretty, pretty much one-two punch there. But um, it is a, it is a surprisingly better than I thought, and I thought it was going to turn out. So if you're interested in watching a story, an inspiration story like that, or something that feels good, or something that it's a little gritty as well, um, Palmer may be up your alley. Check it out. Um, another one I saw here. Is Chaos Walking. <laughs> Have you heard of this one? No, no, no. No? Okay. Chaos no, Walking. Enlighten me, sir. Oh, Chaos Walking is, uh, I don't know if it's still in theaters, but it was in theaters like two months ago, and it may still be, I don't know. Uh, two unlikely companions embark on a perilous adventure through the badlands of an unexplored planet as they try to escape a dangerous and disorienting reality where all inner thoughts are seen and heard by everyone. So, obviously, sci-fi. And since it stars Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley, which is pretty cool. I like those two, you know, cast members. (coughs) Those two actors. Um, It is like, I think it's based on a YA novel. I'm not sure. But it is sci-fi. It's a different planet. It's, It's a planet where, like, no women are allowed in this small town where Tom Holland is from, and then suddenly, like uh, a, a, a spaceship, a man-made spaceship crashes, and Daisy Ridley is the only survivor. And she finds out that there's no women around, and that um, everyone's thoughts are constantly being portrayed. And the the movie is kind of shown; it kind of shows in a cool way how it works. How you have a thought that you can't control. You try to say something about something. Stop thinking something. Like you say something else. Like this uh, Tom Holland's character. He's um, famous for when he's trying to hide what he's really thinking. He'll just say his name over and over again. Um, and you can see it on his face. And you can hear the voice saying his name over and over again. And it's always like played for either comedy or for tension. And I think a movie barely works. It's not a very good movie. But like, um, as far as like the road trip nature of it, the aspect of that, it, it it works as a as as barely. It works barely. I like the main bad guy who's played by Mads Mikkelsen, who is a great bad guy. He can always be a badass, mm-hmm. like asshole, and he does play it well. I just wish uh, the movie focused more on the interpersonal stuff of the world that they were in, and not focused so much on this pie in the sky. You know, you know, chase that. Uh, you know, if we if we can get to this place just in time, we can get help. And like, it just seems like a little too far fetched because there's a lot of stuff that I was introducing, not just the thought thing, but the alien planet, the the cultures within the 
the fucking towns and villages that they came across. Like I'm like I feel like should have just hunkered down on one or one or two of them instead of like a scatter shot of a bunch of different things. So I think that's where it falls a little flat. But otherwise, it was a it was a fun enough movie. I saw it as a background movie. It's not like I paid too much attention, but it was a fun enough movie. So check it out if you want an adventure for you, chaos walking. And last but not least, I saw Bo Burnham's latest special. Have you seen it? Uh, no, I've been meaning to watch it though, and I almost saw it with Ashley, and I would have added it. Obviously, I didn't. But um, she ended up watching that other show. Have you heard of that show? Uh, what? The- oh man, I just had it on my thing. I'll, get, I'll tell you the name of it later. It's a Japanese comedy show. But yeah, comedy. Anyways, continue. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, his latest uh, is brand new. It's on Netflix right now. It's a comedy special shot and performed by Bo Burnham alone over the course of the past year. So while he's uh, hiding from pandemic stuff, he made, you know, a lot of people were productive, more productive than you and I, Ruff. And uh, this is one of them where, like, during his, right, and, um, during his COVIDness, COVID quarantine, he was in his apartment, I think New York, I don't know where. Um, and he made uh, this special where he shot everything, edited everything. He had all this equipment. And uh, obviously, if you know Burr Burnham's sensibilities, his comedy style, you can only imagine where it goes. Now, if you take out the audience and everything, it's definitely more DIY. It's definitely more personal. Right. But, you know, but he's always, comedy is always kind of personal. But he, you know, but it's already like making the rounds on the internet. Like his stuff is already being copied and pasted over uh, people's videos on TikTok and God knows what, left and right. I've seen it a thousand times already. So clearly uh, he's speaking to the the kids, you know, Ralph? He's speaking for the kids. I I really especially like, um, I mean, it's a comedy show, so it's not like I can say a whole lot, but I really... Really like his insights into the into what he what he what he finds funny, and how he puts it out. I think it's always worked for me, and almost all of his uh, stuff and his specials, uh, especially particularly the relationship aspect or the male aspect of what a relationship should be. I love his comedy relating to that, and there is definitely some of that in this new one and um, this new special. But my favorite one is when he talks about the world outside and uh, and. Um, and not COVID specifically, but he talks a lot about the internet and the how the internet functions, and he does it in all this in this wackadoodle fucking fast paced song that um, it's just so good, and it's really it really works, and it says it's, it gives you everything you need to ever learn about the internet in one song, um, at least how Shocker. it feels. Yep, yep, yep. I know there's been others like this too, but he does a, just a good job. It's a catchy song, memorable song. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say uh, suggest to de- definitely. This is uh, my favorite one out of the recent discoveries, and I, I really recommend everyone to listen to it or watch it. Not just listen, but watch it. There's yeah. some cool visuals too. I know he's just him in his apartment, but he does create some great visuals out of it. Some really fun stuff going on here. He doesn't just phone it in. Um, That's good. He also looked like he was really bored too. Like he was so <laughs> bored being alone at home <laughs> that he like if he didn't do this, he would have fucking died or something. You know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does feel that way. It's a little manic, a little mania energy in the in the room in those scenes. Uh-huh. So, um, if you're interested in that, check it out. Anyway, that's uh, this this uh, the recent discoveries. So we're gonna take a little break here when we come back. Uh, Ralph, this is your show, so we're gonna review what movie? Uh, fast night. That's right. That's right. We're gonna see how fast we can get. Stay with us. The world has a way of changing, oh. <laughs> and we change too. 
are moments that separate us. But we always come back together. We heard y'all needed a little love out here. Y'all ever thought about the wild missions we've been on? We've taken out planes, trains, tanks. I'm not going to even think about the submarine. And now we got cars flying in the air? Who is he? Jacob is Dom's brother. It's a long time, Dom. Little brother. You always say never turn your back on family. But you turned your back on me. Now your little family is in my world. Family. 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 That's nine families. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's fast nine. That's all you need to know. Okay. No, kidding. Kidding. Um, Cypher enlists the help of Jacob, Dom's younger brother, to take revenge on Dom. And his team. Because family. So, um, that's Fast 9. F9, the Fast Saga. Um, yeah. So, I'm going to totally go with you on this one here. Because you are you are the um, the Fast Saga, or the Fast and Furious, back when they used to be called that, um, aficionado. In the group, I would say. Really? Am, am I, I think, that? I think out of all three of us, you would think it would be me who likes them the most, but I think it's you. And I'm not saying I don't like them. I do like them. But I think you like them more than I do. No, yeah, it's probably true. But aficionado means that I know more than you, too. You probably do. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was so well-timed. Yeah. Um Okay, so you have a question so did, for me? So, yeah, I mean, what's what, the question we ask every single time? Oh, um, got uh, it. What did you Moving. think of uh, F- It was fucking awesome. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're talking. <laughs> like, um, it was um, just as awesome. It's not like uh, at the height. I think their, their, their highest points is Fast 5 and 6, uh-huh. um, personally. I mean, if look. I'm famous in in our friend group. I don't know how famous it really is, but I think you all know that um, that I really disliked the Fast and the Furious movies until five came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after that, they <laughs> have done no wrong in your eyes. No, no, they've done no wrong. Now, granted, I still it doesn't mean I retroactively like the uh, the previous four. I don't like them. Like I think I tolerate Tokyo Drift, and uh-huh. that's it. <laughs> like the rest, I don't. The first two, especially, I get why they're famous. But I thought it was just a lot of macho bullshit bravado, and I get it. And it does work on some levels. I'm not saying it's not a a good version of something that I don't like or hate, but like it's it's okay at best though. Uh, the first four, and in Tokyo Drift, it really is nonsense. But again, because of Han, and it worked out better than it should. Anyway, whatever. <clears throat> Skip all that. Part five came out, and I was like fucking blown away. I was like, mm. oh my god, I cannot believe. There's a series of movies where the fifth one is when they start getting awesome. And, of course, uh, five and six did uh, awesome stuff, I think. And then uh, seven, eight, nine, um, I think, are are also great. Like, I don't care what I sound like. Capital G, great. They're awesome (laughs) to watch. They are a lot. They're like... 
they are this generation's Indiana Jones. They're great escape movies, escape from reality movies. That's what they are. They're really good at it. And they're basically, they're basically, um, you know what they are? These movies are like, they're episodic, kind of like the Marvel movies, um, almost. Not quite, but it is. And um, right. the other thing that they have in common is that they have in common with, um, like, soap operas. They are yep. a soap opera with with a hundred and to two hundred million dollar budget and action right. scenes. You know, that's what they are. Like where a conversation that'll lead to a slap on General Hospital, this one ends with a building being tor- like fucking torn down while a car is flying either in space or wherever the hell they are, and it's fucking it is it is it is the only thing the closest I've ever gotten to a soap opera in my life. Um and that's what they are. And obviously the movies know what they are. You know, the infamous it's family. Like they finally nailed it. They finally nailed that connection with the audience, that personal thing. Mm-hmm. They finally nailed it in part five. That whole sense of camaraderie, family, the whole na- the whole, that whole nature thing. Right. Um, obviously, and since then it's become a joke unto itself. And they know that too. And they kind of play with it, obviously. But like, man... I love that. The only thing that was missing was the rock in this movie. That's it. The rest was, um, and obviously, okay. yeah, I mean, Jazz said Jason Statham too, but the rock more so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had fun. What about you? Obviously, you had fun. Um, what about me? I just, I just kept laughing watching the movie um, because the level of ridiculousness going on. Like, I, it wasn't laughing in like a bad way. Like, this is comical. Like, oh my God, how bad or nothing like that. It was laughing. It was as this like, I can't believe they're getting away with this like kind of thing. Like, at the same time, of it's just like the movie's just like this. This movie's like, hey, it, it happened. That's it. Ain't nothing else to do it. Yeah. You, to, you know. And I'm just like, I give that so much props because it's just like, you know, like that's it. It's it, it, the way it does things. Um, it's crazy where we are. It's like. This type of movie, I just I saw it with a buddy of mine, and, and, and like I think me and him were doing like the same thing. Like Jesus, that's ridiculous. But like it was like in a good way. It was so weird. Yeah, it's, it is. It, it is. It is very much almost like a Marvel movie where you're like, I can't believe we're getting away with this. Like it's kind of like I'm watching Loki, and I'm like, I can't believe we're getting away with all these uh, people who love Marvel now, and uh, you're getting away with being like the nerdiest thing ever of introducing characters or things that I never thought that we would ever, you know, uh, be talking about. About like stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then same thing here. It's like this is like the most ridiculous like macho bravo thing, but it's happening. But it's like the dumb, like a lot of dumb shits happening, and people are just like fucking falling in for it. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, I mean, as long as you're having fun, what does it matter, right? Yeah, yeah, um, and that's uh, that's the thing. It's, it's crazy. That. Yeah, it is. It is. It's just exactly that. It's just dumb fun. Um, and uh, I mean, it's not. It's not like it's badly written or badly, you know, uh, directed or anything like that. It's, it's everything's that's, done in a high production. Yeah, that's what's so crazy about it. It's like it, it's so weird how it works together. I mean, I'm pretty sure they just they have tons of fun doing this movie, these movies. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hope so anyway. But uh, I mean, yeah, I, I had fun watching the movie. I think the movie was uh, fine overall. I mean, nothing. I I can remember some stuff. Um, nothing some stuff that sticks out more than others of course but um 
I'm not like I couldn't quote anything in this movie besides family. So like, just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think that uh, there's, a, there's definitely a lot of stuff to talk about. I think. I think um, so. <clears throat> one thing is that I am glad still that they've kept the promise to the character that Paul Walker played of him uh, staying away and being all about his family because the last movie he was in, he had that struggle of, and that fear of being a father and all that and being true to that kind of, kind of thing. And obviously the other characters like, was particularly Letty and Dom, like they, they, they can't stay away, you know, like their drama it's no. too high. Yeah, no, I agree. To let go. They, they did such a good, they did a good job of doing that. Um, and with him, they yeah. kept it. Like the, he's alive the whole movie. They, they haven't off screen killed them yet or anything like that. I'm glad they're kind of doing it that way because we all it's know family. the truth. And they're not going to replace him. They're not going to do the no. whole like, um, <clears throat> or at least not yet. I don't know if it's going to happen in the future. But as far as I know, they're not going to do the whole Star Wars. Uh, reanimate the guy with CG. No, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which I know technology is dangerously close to perfecting, but yes. um, we're not there yet, if at all, with this movie. And I kind of like the way that he's um, he's always in their background, especially when um, what's her name? Uh, his wife, Dom's sister, comes into play in this movie. Um, who doesn't always come into play? She's in most of the movies, definitely, but not all of them. Um, yeah, so and there's a lot of surprises and stuff we'll get to in the in the spoilers for plot of uh, characters and whatnot and situations. But what do you think of the action, particularly like the action set pieces? Uh, any of them you found good, particularly interesting, or or what? Um, I mean, I thought it was cool that you're still the the stuff that they're doing. They just like go in and like listen. You saw the other eight. Uh, you seen everything else? Like, uh, keep <laughs> up. You know, just keep up. It's like because even I was like, oh shit, like. Like, who's that? Oh, yeah, that's this guy. Like, who's that? Oh, yeah, that's this guy. And you're like, you just have to, like, let's get it. Let's go. You know, like, who's going on? Like, we mentioned these characters. These characters exist us already. Yeah. We ain't, we ain't had to do any reintroduction to anything like that, you know? Right. Um, and very much so. And uh, the action was, uh, I mean, I thought it was a good, like, I think it, they did a good, like, good ramp-ups. Um, they still do a good job of, like, not having, like, they have a crazy moment in the beginning, you know? Yeah. And then they have, uh, what's it called? Pretty much, it's the whole movie's crazy moments, but like good craziness around along the, along the middle, and then at the end they have. It's not like they have a big finale crazy, but they do have like something, something big happen. Obviously, that kind of is going to match or top the beginning part, you know. Yeah. And uh, they do a good job of like keeping you just like really interested in those things, and they're done well. There's not as much of like you know slow motion that what's his name loves to do, Zack Snyder, um, but. Uh, this still does, you know, a good job of doing the things that it needs to do. Uh, so yeah, action-wise, though, I, I I love the beginning of like, I just like that. That's like you know the level of ridiculousness when he when they have to cross the border, you know, like. And I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> oh man, dude, hooking up to the fucking bridge shit. That yes, was awesome. yeah, right, exactly, yeah, yeah. So you're like, come on, like, okay, this is where we're going with this. Fucking beautiful. In the last uh, movie, they they fucking drove a Testarossa or whatever through two, three buildings, and they made and like in in their hundredth stories, you know, like right, right, right. we yeah, Rob said it. We they took down a tank with uh with fucking regular cars. I mean, granted, souped up cars, but you know, um, yeah, I really like uh I really like that stuff, and I like how they kind of um 
So they introduced a, a new bad guy, two new bad guys, and they always and they've done this now. This is becoming a formula, a little formulaic. I, I don't think they have any more in their chamber to do this off again. No, I don't think so. Honestly, either. becomes it because because there's a there's well, ridiculous it, and it, there's and there's was ridiculous. it two new bad guys though? Was it? Yes. Well, I would say the two new bad guys are. Um, Dom's, uh, Dom's uh, little brother or big yeah. brother, little brother, right, sorry. little, little, yeah, and who's white? <laughs> it's pretty funny. He's like the more. I think the one that makes a joke that he's more employable or something. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> that's something funny, and uh, sounds like a Family Guy sketch. Um, <clears throat> and uh, his uh, the money guy, the his benefactor, that rich guy that wants to be rich for himself. Or yeah, I guess I can fuck. see that. I figured right. that's the two you were talking about. Yeah, I'm not doing the other one, so spoilers. But, um, yeah, and he has that going, and uh, it's always the case lately where it's, it's becoming too formulaic now. They're, again, they can't pull it off again, I don't think, where they they make that guy change allegiances, so to speak. Yeah, uh, it's, it's obvious. Though. It's fucking obvious, because his family, bitch, right. he's got to bring him back into the fold. There's no mystery here. There is no, no one <laughs> on the planet, not an alien or a person living under a rock for the last 30 years. Um, will not get this. Well, they will all get it day one. Scene one, they get it. You know, this, this yeah. is not a surprise. This is not M. Night Shyamalan, okay? So, um, that works. And it worked out barely, like I said. And uh, what'd you think of, um, what's the wrestler guy's name? I forgot his name. Who? The wrestling guy, the brother. What's his name, real name? John Cena. John Cena. What'd you think of John Cena's addition to the another muscle dude? Um, as another muscle dude? I don't know. Uh, it's uh, weird, uh, John. Seeing John Cena, I guess it was a little. I mean, I guess he needed a tan, obviously, because um, you know he's white um, and supposed to be Latino, some somewhere there, or at least half, or at least half. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, maybe his father got down with a lot of people. Maybe, maybe he did. Um, but anyways, besides the point. Uh, yeah, watching that. Uh, it, I mean. At first, it was just like a little bit like okay. He, I felt like he was like trying too hard, um, uh, to like fit in. Hmm. But I felt I felt the same way about the Rock, and then it kind of worked because I feel like the Rock was like just it's just his persona, and I felt the same thing here also. Like he was trying too hard to be like serious, but then all of a sudden it was just like oh, it's not like it just it just works out when he was doing stuff, being loose, and not just like talking, you know? Yeah, I, I agree um, overall with that. Yeah, yeah. So. I think the Rock did it a little better, but not by much. Like, I think the Rock, yeah, about exactly. The they're about, they're about the same, I would say, yeah. Yeah, yeah agreed. The Rock is just okay. lovable overall, though. So. Yeah, I mean, well, how do you compare um, his turn to Jason Statham's turn? Which I think uh, was played a little better than even both of those, because he no, was still a bad guy at the end of his movie, where they introduce him. Yeah. But, like, he was, like, not softening, but he was, like, you know, like, okay, I'm not as mad, I guess. You know, like is that they walked it back through several it, it, movies, it was not a, one. Movie. It was a very much, a very much like a okay. I get, I get your reasoning of behind it, but right. you, you understand mine, and we're somewhere in the middle. It's more like almost like amicable thing, like mm-hmm. you know, you would think adults would do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. like in the end, I still don't like you. Yeah, as much. You know, I just don't. I don't dislike you as much as I did before. It's almost like professional courtesy overtook revenge and passion because it's like I'm a professional. We can't act this way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess you can say. What are we doing? Yeah, and you met my mom. Uh, all right. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and she's a fucking, mom. you know, really respected actress. You know, so very respected actress. Yeah. Yeah. 
and she's back in this movie again and a, a quick little um, almost cameo but not cameo she's like in two scenes um yeah. yeah yeah so yeah it works out um i think the action is really good obviously it's um yes yeah it doesn't it, i don't think it tops itself it, it just shows different versions of crazy shit and it doesn't feel like they're trying to top themselves because again they're not they don't look like they're trying too hard because they've done a lot already. They've done so much. The bank fucking thing across fucking Rio or whatever. That was insane. Can't do that again. You know, um, can't do a lot of things again. <laughs> nope. But, but they, they keep going after things. But they keep doing things. Yeah. So um, I want to get to spoilers, but this is a, a rollicking fun ride. I think uh, as far as like, you know, we often talked about our favorite genres. And uh, if if it's not the first, it's very close. It's a close second, and that's uh, action movies. And um, as far as uh, the next John, as the next action movie entry in my life, mm-hmm. like yeah, this series really works out for me. It's not my top or anything, but as far as consistency and quality, especially from five, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's like four movies right there, or five, six, seven, eight, nine, five movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Five movies in a row that, you know, kind of like meet all of my expectations, exceed them sometimes. It's uh, yeah. in action quality and, and, and in spectacle and stuff compared to all the other movies out there, all the great ones. Yeah, it holds up really well some. So, yeah, anyway, I uh, was getting to spoilers for F9 starting right now. Are you ready? Whatever's on you. He's got his own private army. We need help. No way. Is you ready? Oh, hold for ready. So how do y'all want to play this? Fast. We're going. Oh, we're going. Oh, hold for, hold for, ready. Okay, this is a bad time to mention this, but I don't drive. Brother against brother. This should be interesting. But could you kill him? Are you bright for me, would you, Dom? Crank it all the way up. We the soldiers. Man, we messing with magnets now? Woke the wake up. Whoa. Get back in front. Yeah, everything gave up. Even when we died, we raised up. Let's talk about Han. Did yeah? you see? No, did you see John Cena in the movie at all? What do you mean? Did I see him? Yeah. I didn't see him at no. all. What? Yeah. You don't, get the joke? you don't get the joke? No, I don't get it. I'm sorry. So, as a wrestler, he used to do this <laughs> thing like, you can't see me. Right, oh. and have you ever seen like memes or anywhere, like or just pictures of like, oh, I took a picture with John Cena. Like, I only see a picture of you, and people uh. would like the internet just goes like, I like, oh, that's like, why did you just take a picture of like the street? It's just, like, oh, look, I saw John Cena. Like, no, this is just a car driving itself. You know, like shit like that. Like they just like everyone like makes a joke about it. No, I didn't know that. No, no you didn't know. That. Okay. <laughs> I was okay. like, someone yeah. in the audience knows. And I yes. figured it'd be a good time I, I wish to bring I it into spoilers. It's I okay. Knew. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you. I thought you did. I thought you were hip. No, I you were young. You wrestling? What the fuck? I'm not young neither. 
Not that you would know. Hey, this is your, to the home about the wrestling thing. Play John to your was, audience. Play to your audience, Bob. John Cena wasn't during my. He it was already a little bit after my time of me watching wrestling, so <clears> I didn't see. I, I no, learned no. about it afterwards. Yeah, but I stopped watching like fucking early on. Um, yeah, I guess. I guess. But anyways, that's fine. That's fine. Bring it up. But uh, let let us do talk about Han. Fat Han. Let's go. Fatter Han. Yeah, I guess the. The movies in between, like the time between the movies, uh, not so well, huh? Um, not as well, anyway. I'm not saying he looks bad. He just looks. Uh, he's a he's older. He's dad Han. Yeah, Dad Bod Han. Dad Bod Han. Let's go. Yeah, that works for me. Uh, dad Bod Han, who um, I remember, um, I remember his inclusion. You know, when he him, when him and Giselle were like tight, and they were in the movies, not and not dead. Um, <laughs> they were like they were legit. My favorite parts. Like anything that did not require um, action, like yeah. the in between scenes, the talking scenes, the funny jokes, anything that had to do with what's the comedian, the one everyone makes fun of, Roman. Um, oh, God, I'm so bad with names also. But yeah. I've been doing a, such a good job. This Tyrese so Gibson, he's played by Tyrese Gibson. Tyrese, Tyrese, yeah. I was going to say Ludacris, but I'm like, nope, that's the rapper. Yeah, although I would say that Ludacris did like take over with more of the comedic roles. And this one, he was taking definitely I think, more seriously I, I think he does the setups. He does a good job of the setups or the punchline. Yeah, but or he's enjoying it too much. I'm saying he's part no, of. No, I, like I would say so. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So Tyrese is just like the, the overall always, jokester, yeah. the loud yeah. guy. Yeah, one hundred percent. Definitely, he's a class clown of the group. He's always been that way. Um, but I like the I like the I like all the jokes really with um, with uh, him and Han a lot. You know, when when they're both in the same room, those are my mm-hmm. favorite like little Tyrese Gibson stuff comedic moments but honestly his relationship with Giselle kind of always worked for me better because the ones with Dom you know with first um, <clears throat> what's her name fuck oh, I forgot. Michelle Rodriguez yeah Michelle Rodriguez but what's her name uh, Anita no, Letty? Letty I was like that's not right Letty. I was like, who? I, I, sorry you just didn't say classified who we were talking about so I was like, him and Letty and then, and then when he switches over to the Brazilian cop right and, uh, and then back again I was like and the whole memory loss thing you know, yeah. like, okay, they're not my favorite couple, really. And I still kind of remember more Giselle and Han. And they just love it. Just have the, They have the great chemistry and great charm. And uh, just loved it a lot. Um, obviously, when he died, it sucked. But it was a hell of an impact. And um, now that they brought him back, though, what I mean, I would say that it, it does have some negative stuff in the sense that it does take away the the power of those other movies where he did die. And he was dead. And that it was... You know, in this in the shadow of this turmoil and depression he had because Giselle had died shortly before that, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Kind of seems like his life wasn't a downward spiral. So when he found himself in that position to die in Tokyo Drift, like it was a big fucking deal. Like it makes sense. It, it makes that movie make more sense. Makes Tokyo Drift a little better. And then they re redo the what do you call it? Um retcon. They retcon that again. In this movie with um, Kurt Russell's character, and what did you think? Um, I don't. I, I didn't take. I mean, I don't know. I guess I, I get what you're saying. Um, I, I I thought it. I thought it made it more of an. I would say so too. Thinking about it back, it does make more of an impact if he just kind of stays dead, right? Um, which I don't want. But you know, no, I just did yeah, it. I know it, it is really weird. But at the same time, like I guess, like you can see, like oh, he did this. Um, I almost feel like the best of both worlds would have been 
Um, it does feel a little cheated. I guess I overall do feel cheated in the moment, though. I just was kind of happy to see him back. You know? Yeah. So, like, watching the movie, I was like, oh, that's cool. And I didn't think about, like, the ramifications of, like, diminishing the other movies, right? Yeah. Um, and then, then thinking about it, you're like, oh, it, it kind of does make it feel kind of shitty that we went by thinking he's dead all the time. Um, and uh, and then all the other stuff that happens to the character, like you said, like you were saying. Yeah. Um, but that being said, it would have been cool to almost be like, he did die or something, and it happened around that time where he still helped save, but then it would it would have made sense. Like, if we got, like, a video or something, or, you know, I don't know. Instead of, like, him still being alive, but he's still included somewhere. I just, I guess it's, uh, you know, what they thought that this was going to be better. So, I mean, it overall works, like I said, in the moment watching the movie. It's cool, because, you know, they do, a, they do a good job of, like, as to why he did it. And they stay... I guess true to the character overall. Yeah, um, about, I just it makes about as much sense as a soap opera twist us. Oh, 100%. which is to say that's, that's why it's not, a good not really, but since it, since it stays within the reality, which is unreal, the reality yeah. of the movies, it does it, no, it does track. But still, I was just talking about just the impact of the other, you know, of his death kind of diminishes that. So, but uh, I I did feel that not in the moment right away. I was I was I was like you in the moment, like fuck yeah, Han. Um, but like, right. also like, yeah, you know, that sucks. Um, but yeah, and then uh, man, they but they keep expanding their their fam, right? They're doing it. And they did. They they gave what three new people in, right? And stuff. And um, I think right with the uh, the Hans protege, that the girl that had the biometric whatever for the yes, main yes, fucking, yes, whatever the the the, the, the technology that doesn't exist, the MacGuffin. Um, yeah, but my my favorite uh, action scene comes around this point when uh, they're trying they're trying to heist that vehicle. <laughs> uh, there's like one of the that's like their signature last one, right? I think yeah, it is. I think so. Um, when uh, they're trying to take down the the motorcade, whatever you call it, right? The giant fucking truck that's longer than this. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. The five compartment truck. And sure, uh, sure. I think I really liked that. That was really fun. I, I liked how the the Magnus stuff was a lot of fun. That was a really good addition to this whole thing because they always kind of do that. They always add something little that kind of plays throughout the movie. And the magnets really work for man. The way they just bring in all that stuff around behind them to like thwart other drivers or to try to like demolish this big ass fucking unstoppable fucking bus or whatever. It works out for me. I really like that stuff. And I liked how the switch to... It was an obvious switch, an obvious betrayal. Like, that's the one thing I didn't really get with this particular bad guy, that he would immediately, like, betray him right there in the motorcade. Like, hey, can you check this thing on top? Like, yeah, sure. And then they try to kill him on top. Like, come on. Um, That seemed kind of silly. I would wait for a better opportunity. But whatever. Or just yeah. shoot him inside the car. But obviously, the movie, you know, it's... it's, it's, it's gotta it's, live, bro. Right. He's gotta family. Live. Yes, you're right. Yes, that was my stupidity for even saying mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So that was start work better. What do you think of Cipher uh, being Cipher back? Uh, dude, so extra. I love the level of extra she is, but at the same time, she's delivering these lines and like Jesus, Charlie's there. I'm like fucking. You don't have to go all out on these guys. Fucking. It's just. It was. It was like funny to watch because it was funny because she's. It, it almost feels like unbelievable that she's in that situation, right? Or in there and what's happening. Because, yeah. like, she's probably the bigger... We all know she's the bigger threat, right? Slash yeah. the the bigger person in general, like, as in, like, 
she is going to outact everybody here. Like, I just, I hate to say it, it's, you know? Um, I love her. So I love her as an actress. So this is what it is. Um, so watching her, like, just, like, go full into this character and, and just making, uh, what's that one guy in the movie? The other bad guy? I forget. Um, kid. Otto. His name is Otto. I have it right in front of me. Uh, she's making him feel, like, insignificant. <laughs> Yeah, like it was so funny because like the line she says, like, "Did you know the Genghis Khan's brother or whatever?" Like, yeah, yeah. nobody does either. I'm like, <laughs> like that's so funny. Like, you know, like so the way she delivers it, I was like, it's it's so comical. I laughed. I literally laughed. <laughs> but like the way she's delivering it, she's super serious. You know, yeah. like, and I was like, oh, this is so funny. It's so great. Um, so yeah, I, of course, I, I just like I don't know for for me, Charlie Theron can do almost no wrong. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's hard for yeah. When, I mean, in the action setting, especially lately, she's just killing it. <laughs> she really is. No. Um, and as the bad guy, I mean, obviously that is left completely open. Yeah, it is because they do a great job so far with her being like. Uh, she obviously has some flaws in her. She does a great job of like you know being the character she's playing, um, and especially like in the end when she gets the fucking thing exploded and it ends up being a. Well, excuse me, I had a burp, but I didn't want to do it in the mic. Um, yeah. It uh, ends up being the, the drone. So. Yeah, did, uh, that almost fooled me again. But like, no, 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 she's not in there. No, at the very she's end. not in there. No, right, right before. Yeah. I'm like, at first I'm like, oh my God, is that no, that would, how that did she get be, there that so would, fast? That would be too dumb. Yeah, how did she get there so fast? That would be right. too dumb. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Now that works out. I mean, yeah, but she's still around for sure. Yeah. And, um. Yeah, she doesn't have the, the, I don't know, the fucking crazy weapon thing. No. But she wants, I don't know what she wanted from the last movie exactly, but I know she wants, what, like all control and shit? All sure, power? yeah, whatever. Whatever she wants. Yeah, cold-ass bitch, dude. Um, I wonder what they're going to do with her, exactly, how it's going to work out, because uh, that's twice she's thwarted. Although this time it was more like she came into... A game plan that existed already that she kind of manipulated behind the scenes before. It's very strange. Um, doesn't I'm sure it doesn't make sense, but whatever, it works. Uh, what else do you want to talk about in this movie? Oh, what do you think of the the meta commentary the movie gets into? Especially, I mean, Tyrese Gibson and Ludacris get into these discussions about yes, okay, being uh, yeah. unkillable superheroes. Yeah, the meta stuff. Right, it is very meta because. Just like Tyrese is like, he's so serious about it, and he is like bringing up something like almost, almost it's, a, it's, the Deadpool, the Deadpool thing. It is legit, yeah. Yes, like it is, like, dude. Like, what do you mean? Like, we can't die. Even the begin, and like, it's funny because like I, I actually almost got taken out of the movie. No, not almost. I did get taken out of the movie in that scene when they're in the jungle in the beginning, and he gets rolled up by fifteen people, and he doesn't die. And he's getting shot, and you see the shots hitting him. You see the bullets on his jacket, and I'm like, alright, I, I gotta see how they're gonna explain this shit, you know? Because I was like, what are you gonna do? Oh, I was wearing, thug. luckily I wore my, my fucking chainmail armor? Like, I, what did you do? Like, I don't understand, you know? Right. Um, and I was actually not pissed, but I was like, fuck that, you know, like, out of everything that's unbelievable, like, motherfucker should have died, he should be dead. And uh, even the mind thing was like whatever in comparison to just being surrounded by fifty people. Like they all can't be stormtroopers, you know, like shooting that bad. Like no way, <laughs> no way. Um, so besides that, and then the fact that they they go that route, I was like, okay. So then I like I let it play out. Of course, you know, I'm not like super pissed, but 
I at the same time I'm just like, and the fact that the movie just keeps bringing it up, it doesn't it doesn't just like let it go. Like, oh, okay, well that explains the fact that you know it just keeps bringing it up. Like, we can't do no we can do no wrong because family. Yeah, it's like they explain it by family. Like, like, by calling out how we, how he should have died. How he should have died. Yeah, it is. I, crazy. They're explaining it by saying how unexplainable it is. That's how yes, it is. yes, very much so. And it like, and then I don't know, if, I don't know. Obviously, it's like it makes it it makes it that that universe is magic, and you're like, well, I guess it is. I guess I guess we are right, and they don't they can't explain it any other way. You know, there's no other way to say it besides this is what happens because this is their universe. You know, and maybe somebody else in the multiverse dies and takes their place as the death. But like these guys keep living in this timeline, right? <laughs> Whatever the case is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, after after a while, you're just like, all right, I guess they're unkillable until they die of natural aging or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or, they, or they choose to die. I don't know. Even then, it's like, I don't think they, they've chosen to die many times and they don't die. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah, they should not have lived in that space yeah. thing. <laughs> right. No, no amount of duct tape was helping anybody. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was nutty for sure. That was definitely like, oh my I have a qu- God. I have a question. How do they get back down? Well, no, I think they hailed, they, they went to the, what do you call it? Um, the um, space station. The space station. Thank you. The man-made actually in place space station, and they, I don't know, got in, I guess, and then <sighs> sent down later. <laughs> I don't know. Right. It like... said that it took months, and that comment towards the end when they have it in the barbecue or whatever. Oh, they're about I to have dinner. They, I get, Yeah, I guess. I guess the, is that what they said? I guess. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, I really like the ending because it, it gives you another open question they you know i mean that i mean just in case the audience forgot they i mean i got the notion that like you know what uh they still haven't rescued if he's even still alive kurt russell no they haven't yeah. and uh, his um whatever secrets that he kind of adorns and has like kept from people or the world right. or whatever is clearly coming back Right. In many ways already with the hideouts that the, the bad guy knew about already. And God knows what Charlie's there knows or right. still needs to know. Um, so that's going to come back again. Definitely for sure. It's probably going to be about rescuing him in some form. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it'll start that way or end with his death. We'll see in the next movie. Sounds like it'll be something like that for me. Um, but besides that, I love how they, um, they, they're like, oh, wait, we're missing someone for the, for the food to say grace. And then, his fucking blue car comes in. Who is and, it? Well, Paul Walker. But, like, it's not yeah. Paul Walker, right? No, it's not Paul Walker. And O'Brien was his name, right, Brian? What do you uh, feel about that? About I lo- them doing? I love that. That was great. Yeah. I, 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 I do agree with you. I think the fact that they keep including him without actually having to include him. Mm-hmm. Um, it just makes sense for the... Because, you know, they haven't killed the character off in the movie. Or in the, in the movies. So, like, it makes sense because, you know, obviously he's out of it, but why wouldn't he be there for the family affair? You know what I'm saying? I figure like, that really the temptation to kill him off and that become, like, a major plot point that drives more action and, and more bad guys or something, or the bad guy, the action, right? Yeah. I thought that that would be very too too tempting to to avoid, but they haven't done it. I don't know if they will or not still. Um, I can't say that. They I mean, I don't, I don't think they, they really don't have to. I think they're doing a great job. Yeah, they're doing um, good. Yeah, they're, they're doing a great job of just like, hey, including him without including him. Right. You know, and I'm just like, it is what it is. Like, obviously, yeah. like, it's kind of shitty sometimes when they just like, oh, you know, he couldn't come because somebody somebody had to watch the kids. And I'm like, well, who's watching Vin Diesel's kid? 
That's the real. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Yeah, that was uh, in the beginning a, when they just leave. I'm like, who the fuck is watching? They're in the middle of nowhere. Right. That's another annoying part. I was like, that's an annoying thing. There's little yeah. things in the movie that just like annoying yeah, as fuck. Yeah, that, that was but, definitely one of them. Yeah, that's one, one of those is that thing, and you're just like, oh okay, family. It's not my daughter though. <laughs> like not my son. <laughs> yeah, but this, but these movies, you know, this, you know, last two things here, I guess. These movies are just like a really good. Uh, example of like escaping your reality, right? That's like what they. That's what they are. Yeah, it's it's not exactly. It's not quite turn your brain off movies. It is that, but it's also like escaping reality, isn't it? Just like it's you know, isn't just like you have to turn it off to for it to make sense. Sure, you turn it off so you can not worry about your whatever you're worried about, and just watch these fucking movies, and enjoy it. Um, it's it's really the a great example these movies of that, and um, <clears throat> the other thing, and I'm sure I brought it up in one of the many other fast movies because it's like I mean we reviewed them since Fast Six I think well, that's when we started right I don't remember we reviewed a lot of them for sure Ooh, yeah I would say around there yeah Fast Six yeah. is about right yeah and uh, I'm sure I mentioned it by now but it might be good to reiterate is that I love how diverse this is and cast oh, the cast yeah. It is so good, and that's um, it has something for everyone, everyone, and that's and I've seen this out. I don't know in the streets, but I've seen it with in conversations with people. How I remember when Fast uh, Five was coming out, and Tyrese Gibson was going to be in that. I remember hearing this one person um, who's black uh, talk about like I can't wait to see the new Tyrese Gibson movie, and she was talking about Fast Five, right? Because to her. That is the that is the, the, the actor that she, she recognizes, right. and to others it would be Dom. To me, it might be more Michelle Rodriguez, right? Because I've seen her all my life when when movies and stuff, mm-hmm. and Lost and and Girl Fight and all these other stuff, and uh, or for anyone else it could be Jason Statham when he's in The Rock when he's you know, and uh, it's kind of great that it has all that stuff in it, yeah, uh, for everyone. Anyway, I just thought it was great. Anything else you want to add before we stop? Uh, I find it funny that the white person is the minority in the movie. <laughs> Dude, that is rare, man. It's so rare. It's crazy. But you know what? You are right. So I, I, I was my buddy's mom saw the movie before he, he, we did. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, my mom was going to see Fast Five or Fast Nine. And I was like, oh, what'd she think? She fucking loved it. I was like, no fucking way. Like, yeah, she loved it. And I was like, this movie's like bonkers. Like, I, you never would expect like a person who's older, like, you know, older than us. And you'd think like. Well, what are you getting out of it? It's just the fact that, you know, it gets, oh, I like the message. I like X, you know, like, oh, well, Charlie Theron is my favorite actress, so I went to go see, you know, and it is literally that. It is, it's just like you said, it's one of those where I uh, I like Ludacris as a person, boom, I'm going to go watch it. You yeah, know, like, right. and it's, it's things like, it's things of that nature, and it's like, I'm going to go, I'm, gonna, I'm watching it because of that. And then now I like the movie, and now I like other people. Now I'm watching Vin Diesel movies because Vin Diesel was in the Fast and Furious movies. You know? Right. It, it is very much like that. Yeah. It's a weird Dang. ecosystem. Who would have thought that the Fast and Furious would make uh, such a indelible franchise? Right. Um, all right. Um, that's it for our review of Fast 9. F9, the keyboard key that no one uses. I never use F9. I don't think I've um, ever used it. See? No one uses it. It's the, it's the forgotten, I it on accident for sure. It's the forgotten key. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure um we're gonna take a break when we come back we're gonna review our second film which is a uh disney film right what's it called uh, cruella that's right i know what that's about and stay with us let me give you some advice you can't care about anyone else everyone else is an obstacle you care what an obstacle wants or feels you're dead 
If I'd cared about anyone or thing, I might have died. You have the talent. Whether you have the killer instinct is the big question. She thought she owned everyone. It's foolish. Unhinged. Well, you're fired. Why are you speaking? I think you've licked me. But there's something about poetic justice that's just so poetic. You won't admit you love me. And so... Do you have a light? To know you always tell me. Get the worst intro of my life. A live-action prequel featuring film following a young Cruella Deville. Who the fuck else are we following? Like, yeah, of course it's Cruella. All right, it's it's not Estella. It's uh, it's Cruella. The beginning. That's the intro. That's the movie. All right, perfect. I I fixed it all by saying two words. Yeah. Um. Anyways, um, you went first on the other one. I'll go second or first on this one. Should I say that makes no sense if I went second? Mm-hmm. Um, Cruella, my wife's pick. Uh, she wanted to watch this movie. It was uh, I was interested in the movie because. I mean, I think it's cool to see something beforehand and live action. I like Emma Stone, so sue me. Um, that being said, um, first impressions, I actually thought the movie was actually kind of cool. Uh, I saw it in theaters. I thought it was, because uh, I was not paying $30 to have it on Disney+. Plus. No way. Who the fuck is doing that? Zero percent. No one's doing that. Zero percent. Um, <laughs> that being said, even watching the movie, still zero percent chance of me doing that. Um, the Yeah, I liked it. I liked the fact that... Uh, where the movie went, how it got there, a little ridiculous, but nonetheless still really good. Um, it was actually a cool, cool story. Um, it was, it felt Disney, but it didn't. It felt like, it was, I don't know how to put it, I guess, in a Disney way. Because, like, it, it didn't feel, like, super, because it's PG-13, technically. It didn't feel, like, super, like... Not that it should, but wholesome, I guess. It almost did feel like a kind of like a dis- an older Disney like movie, but because you're talking about a villain here, so I, I guess it overall worked out for me. Um, but I had fun watching it. I thought her character was cool. Um, I thought a lot of the stuff she does um, very interesting and very uh, very into like the mode of like uh, of of being different. Um, and uh, and her having to make her own way or make her own path, almost you almost want to side with her at the same time of like, oh, she's not that bad of a villain person, but at the same time you're like, ah, fuck her, because um, you know where she goes in the Dalmatian movies. Uh, mm. So besides that, I mean, I I don't know, I I, I like the movie. Um, it's kind of shitty that they I guess they try to make it feel like it was she was a little bit of a um, victim, not a victim, but I guess trying to make her like almost a heroine but they but they didn't it was like almost there it was like that's a weird cusp for me um in her movie and her story but it was just more like i'm just my it's more like me coming me coming to grasp of who i'm going to be so like overall worked out hmm. um okay uh, what did you think so i low-key really love this movie um Surpri- I was so surprised. I mean, granted, I guess uh, going into a movie expecting not so much. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, it's not expected bad. Again, uh, what's her name? The main Emma actress. Stone. Emma Stone. I was like, <laughs> so it was like very common. It's okay. It's okay. I'm here for you, man. I, I have I have the up, IMDb up ready, looking at these actors' Emily names. Emily Rock. Something. <laughs> 
Right. Right. Totally rocks. Yeah, no, that's 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 her cousin. Yeah. Um, could you imagine? Yeah, no, I could. Uh, Emma Stone is uh, is really the the reason I wanted to see it because she can do. I mean, she's always like really. She's always so charismatic and mm-hmm. so fun in her movies. I still think like Easy A is one of the one of the really good high school movies, and it's entirely because of her performance. Um, for example, as well as others, I mean, she makes she's the best thing in La La Land. She's the best thing in a lot of things. She, and the favorite, the favorite, so good. Um, really good in that movie. She's. I mean, that's another like revenge kick. This is a revenge story. This the, the oh, favorite's yeah. another revenge kind of thing, but it isn't just. It's through three characters instead of just one in this one. Um, but I would say, though, uh, that she is the, the definitely a hero and portrayed to be a hero in the movie. It's yeah, just a, mis- a misunderstood kind of hero, I guess. I would say um, so, yeah. But like, this, yeah. Yeah, sorry, second. No, no. Uh, and as far as, like, the story of, a, you know, of a, of a villainous character before they're famous for their villainy, um, it works. And I think the main thing that makes it work is that I'm kind of I'm I'm gonna go further than you and say this doesn't feel like a Disney movie. I mean, uh, there there are the obvious like they can't help themselves like references like the visual little cues or someone sets up something that you know Corella Deville says in the 101 Dalmatians sure. movies or like you'll see some, you know see the, the the Dalmatian dogs and you're like and I mean in that one in particular the Dalmatian dog thing which is in the opening, in the first act, in the history part, uh, when she's showing her childhood, um, they, I mean, they are directly responsible for a lot of the grief, so yeah. to speak. You can yeah. see that right away. Uh, with a psyche that is uh, splintered, tired, becomes more bitter, can uh, hold resentment, or at least, you know, not give a shit about the, yeah. li- the well-being of fucking th- spotted, spotted um, canines. Um... So yeah, a lot of that's not kind of. Re- I mean, even that's not kind of. Even that particular little facet worked for me a lot because I was like, yeah, yeah I can see that. And like, they're trying to color in the shade because back then, you know, a lot of Disney movies did not require uh, a three dimensional. I mean, they nope. barely required a three dimensional hero. They barely did that, if nope, ever. But, but so doing, like, much less, job, think, much yeah. less than the villain, right? And I think um, one thing that the, I think Disney as a company has come to realize about their old stories about Snow White and, uh, you know, Sleeping Beauty and God knows what, um, is that it's harder and harder to justify why a bad guy would do what they did. Yeah. Like, just, why? Yeah, like, can you, you imagine, can't just get away with it imagine the board meeting where they're like, okay, we want to do uh, more in, more uh, gritty, more realistic, or maybe they say make more of a um, understandable like play by play as to why this witch will use a poison apple to put her like why a poison apple, and then they have to come up with a reason, and it doesn't always work because again they're just old folk stories right for kids, and um and two like you know the fact that it comes from their original work, it back then they didn't have to flesh out a villain but now they do, mm-hmm. and I think out of all of them Krell might be their best one. Because uh, it just works so effortlessly. And I think Emma Stone carries that weight so well. And she is just so watchable. As both uh, any, as both a sort of innocent to a definitely not so innocent to a rebellious, you know, what have you. Oh. And I think her villain is, is portrayed 
it's almost like uh, the Devil Wears Prada extreme version, um, where like this whole fashion world setting and her mentor and all that stuff in, in, in the movie. It's it you know it takes its time to get there. It doesn't rush it at all. Actually, it feels like the movie's longer than it is. I know it's like over two hours, but it feels even longer. But in a good way, in the sense that they cover a lot of ground, and a lot does move. And you'd be surprised how much longer it stays on a plot before it moves on to the next one. Um, yeah, I just really kind of so into this movie, and that's why I would like to, because I too took uh you know my my paramour with me, and uh, oh she and I were loving it. We were the only people in the theater too. Oh, were you? I, I actually were a lot more people in my theater, which was kind of annoying. But anyways, <laughs> kind of annoying. Yeah, there was kids, and I was like, "You kids don't understand anything." Yeah, we uh, saw the nine o'clock showing. We were the last ones. Oh, jeez! Oh, nine p.m. <laughs> For some reason, I thought nine a.m. Like, oh, Jesus Christ! I was like, "Why were you up so early?" <laughs> no, no, no. But nine p.m. makes a hundred percent more sense. Yes, yes, it um, does. I saw it at like two in the afternoon or one in the afternoon, so like the early, early showing, which makes sense because it was like. Kids, let's go to the theater. Yeah, before it's bedtime at five. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, man, I really like the movie. Yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of a sleeper, right? Like, it, uh, you almost like are happy that you ended up watching it because you, I wasn't interested besides Emma Stone, and I was like, I was like, I thought it was, I thought it could look cool, but I, I just thought it was going to be a train wreck, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, this is probably gonna be so bad. Like, what are you going to make out of Corella? And then watching it, I was like, man, they did a great job. <laughs> yeah, how do you explain <laughs> Jasper and um, Horace? Uh, right, right. I mean, Horace kind of explains himself. Uh, Jasper's a little bit better, but yeah. Uh, I still prefer uh, older Jasper from the uh, live action, which is uh, Hugh Laurie. So, oh, is that? I, I don't remember. The, that's the Glenn Close movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't like, remember those Hugh movies Laurie. at all. Yeah, I, didn't was, not uh, I, I saw it recently because Leo loves the, the show, the animated show, the 101 Dalmatian hmm. show. Hmm. Um, and then, uh, and then, the, yeah, Hugh Laurie is the one who plays it in the live action. He's the uh, Jasper. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, that's cool. I mean, that gives me more reason to watch it. I haven't seen the Glenn Close one. I think I saw it just once, and I never saw the sequel either. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't remember the sequel too much, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know there was two. I think, and that's it. That's all I yeah, know. One, 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 two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to see it definitely because they're definitely going to play off on that. Maybe not. But it looks like they're going to maybe continue this. I don't know if it's a hit for Disney, but I hope so. And I hope they bring back Emma Stone on it. Yeah. Um, because she I, is good. I like I like her takeover. I like her power. I like I her, her trying to figure out. I mean, you know, it's like one of those. So I think this movie gets something really right that I want to get into spoilers. But, like, it's about her psychology. Uh-huh. Um, Stella slash Cruella psychology. And... Um, I think, I mean, it's like, it's very movie magic-y, but like also like it works within those boundaries. It works really well. And yeah. it does more than just explain things. It actually kind of informs a a character and um, how she can be seen as villainous, 100%. Uh, yeah. Yeah, really worked out for me. What do you think of the fashion stuff? It's like a fashion fight scene. Are, are we are we going into spoilers here? Or what? Should we do that now? Or you want to say anything? Else I, I, I I know. Besides the fact that they knocked it out of the park, um, uh, great acting overall, um, interesting stuff. Uh, I I would say besides I will say because you did comment on the fact that you said it wasn't at all a Disney movie. I saw it as like a Disney movie, as in like the fact that it's like 
you can see the, 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 you know, there's like some bad parts in Disney movies. I think of like older movies like the Aristocats, right, where the villain is um, the, the, the butler, right? And uh, he's taking away the cats from them and doing bad things. I'm seeing that like almost in here. Like the, there's there's those villain parts that you see that they has like similar feels to the movie. That's what I meant as like the Disney part. It's oh, just yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It's okay. just like the whole movie. Uh, and I meant like Disney old because anything Disney new doesn't really have that. Anything like probably from Lion King down, I would say. Um, the mm. Scar's pretty decent-ish for them. Um, but yeah, yeah says, I mean, yeah, no, and some of them do work. I mean, although right, 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 yeah, right. yeah, but I, I just meant like that. But the, the whole movie has that vibe to it, so it's a it is a big difference because we're mm-hmm. literally focusing on it. Um, I did want to say that before we go, but I think we should get into spoilers okay. right now. Let's do it right, right now. Get her. This doesn't have to be a scene. It really, really does. Can I remind you all that I'm doing this in heels? What was your name? Cruella. Trouble. You in? I do love trouble. You have a bit of an extreme side. Yes, darling. What fun that is. She stole my dogs. <laughs> I guess you must hate her. She has made it me or her. And I choose me. Don't worry. There's lots more bad things coming. So yeah, let's get the designer stuff. Um, I loved it. I love this angle. Um, fucking worked out fantastic. Her her coming into the the uh, the black and white gala. Ah, I knew they were gonna do something. I knew she was gonna like. Oh, she's gonna fucking burn her shit, or she's gonna like. I didn't think I didn't think burn, but like, I I for sure thought it was gonna be like she's gonna undress and it's gonna be something fucking flashy, right? Yeah. Um, and it's just that when she did that, I was like, that is fucking. Epic, uh, very um, Hunger Games, right? Yes, uh, they yes. totally had Hunger Games vibes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I got right away. Um, so yeah, I thought I thought it was great, man. I thought it was a cool angle to see because you know that's what she is in in when she's older in the original movies, um, and uh, just for her to come out and be like this rebel and this person who actually like you know like stood up to. Uh, who ends up being her mom? I guess, right? Yeah, right. I mean, you know, <laughs> Which you know, is fucking bonkers. Yeah. You know, that scene did a couple things for me, and this is what made me maybe like low key love this movie. What I said earlier is that Emma Stone channeled not just Hunger Games in that in that that first time she like presents Cruella to the public. Yeah. Um, she channeled, I think, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman in Batman. Dude, I thought, you know what? I had a similar feeling. I had like a similar, like I was because I was thinking about it. Like who, who does she? Like I she thought, just like, almost said meow. Like I, I, I really as a did, building, it really coach. did feel like I, I hear almost like I am here, hear me roar kind of thing. Like it almost like I was like, dude, where I just couldn't get it. And I'm like, you saying, you saying, uh, Catwoman. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, I one hundred percent agree with you. It right? does feel it does feel that that vibe. Like this is me unapologetically. You know, like I am a hundred percent me. There is you can't say I'm not. And what are you yeah. gonna do with it? 
Right. And then <laughs> she's doing the the whole thing, you know, it's coming up in the 60s, 70s, like all the movements are changing in right. England and and obviously the US too, but like a lot of places. And it's like, it's going with the times, like the whole punk vibe and it all works really well. It's like, it's like, it's also an outcry of the youth taking over the establishment, yeah, right? And all this stuff. So. It does all of that too with that one scene and every scene after and obviously before, but like the whole thing of the, the meek assistant turned this whole thing and it is great. And it's yeah. like, and it's also really great for our times. It makes it really modern too, because of all of the, from, from, especially when you think of England specifically, from starting from the whole Brexit thing and the youth like opting out of that shit. And then the whole thing questioning the whole bloodline of the royals and, you know, and the king, uh, the prince, whatever, coming out with the, with the whole uh, the spouse thing and all the fucking backlash she was getting from the old school thoughts and it's just coming out so well this movie at this mm-hmm. time that it nails all that energy coupled with this insane like look her eyes are fu- she's gonna kill you bro Michelle Pfeiffer's gonna kill you Emma yeah. Stone's gonna kill you and uh, Lexi next to me you know she loves crazy eyes she's like completely vibing with her crazy eyes <laughs> this entire movie and she kept mentioning it to me and next I'm like yeah, I'm watching really the movie does. yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I am telling you that it was a great, uh, great setup scene. It it felt very uh, authentic, like on her end, um, especially like she, because like you think like, it almost it, like them talking about it, like Jasper and uh, Horace talking about like how like I don't like Cruella, you know, like her alter ego. Yeah, and I'm like, no, like she's in her alter ego now as Stella. Yeah, you know? like she's been in it the whole time. She's just finally like going like ah. I can finally be myself. It was just like... Well, I also kind of like admit it, too. Uh, yeah, she didn't know herself either. She was trying no, to do no, something. No, she didn't. But I'm saying as, yeah. as the movie progressed, I meant. But yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, a thief turned whatever turned to rebellious fashion. Yeah, like it's... Oh, man, yeah. those fashion offs where she was like, she would thwart the fucking the show and then produce her own show. Like, that was yeah. like completely... Oh, that was so good. I agree. I had a lot of fun there. It was, and also like Lexi was uh, asking me, you know, when when she, this is uh, maybe midway through the movie, a little less. Uh-huh. Um, she's already working for the evil Baroness, right? Yes. And um, she, this is a scene where she finds out that the Baroness has her mother's necklace. Right. The first time that this is where the the wheels start falling off because you know at this point she was happy enough to put up with. Whatever to be next to work in this kind of capacity, right? And now, now it's personal, right? It's going to start getting personal. And yes. then Lexi was like, Is this a heist movie? I'm like, This whole movie is like four heists. I'm oh. like, This is kind of cool. Is this like also combined Oceans 11 in there somehow, right? And you know, I'm like, what, what you know the hell? And you know what, me and uh, me, uh, what Raphael and Oscar like heist hmm. movies, yeah. When, it, when have we ever not liked the heist movie, me and you? I'm trying to think. And I can't think of one. Exactly. Like, it's... I, I mean, even I think the worst heist movie that we've seen, and I don't even know which it is, we'd still like it. <laughs> yeah, we might still like it, right? Yeah, yeah like it's it. crazy. Because, like, me and you are totally down for heist movies, and this movie doing this, it's probably why we like it more, <laughs> more than we think. Right. And I it's, mean, and it's only a small part of the whole movie, and it's just amazing how it, it works out. so many... It doesn't matter. It works. Yeah, the whole thing with uh, getting... Um, Getting Jasper and Horace out of jail, and yeah. then leading to the final thing with the, the right. oh my god, like Jesus, that's well, so cool. With the dress, with the dress that they did, uh, so clever, the locking it in the vault and then making it all the little eggs of, of, of moths. 
Yes. Oh my. Oh, dude. Yeah. When they ruined it and the, those things weren't gold oh, at all, and they were like, that was my favorite moment of like, holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah. It wasn't even gold at all. It was just like eggs of cicada or something. Right. And it was even better because like, I was like, it's going to fuck up every fucking dress in there, too. Oh, that was so bad. Like, oh my God, they're all ruined. And obviously, that fucked up the Baroness sales a lot and her credibility. Yeah. It was great. That was such a really, such a satisfying moment. Um, I agree. Yeah. That I want for more movies, and this movie gave me like six of them. I don't remember <laughs> anymore. Um, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Mark Strong looks like he never aged a single day, but at the same time, <laughs> from like the eighteen years or whatever. From- yeah, definitely. Yeah, they didn't do yeah. much there, but yeah, yeah. He guess he looks the same, uh, but as the the alpha to her Batman, right? Yeah, very much so. Um, yeah, I saw that coming right away. I don't know if you, I'm sure you did too. I, you've seen enough movies, I think. Yeah, of course. Right? Did, yeah. yeah, Lexi was so surprised. I was, I told her before, <laughs> like, I'm like, you're like, wait, I think he knows he's going to fucking ride her. I'm like, no, he's not going to, he's going to fucking save her. I'm like, what do you mean? And I, and she, and then when it happened, like, did you see this movie? Like, no, I didn't. It's just so obvious. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. The things like that are kind of very obvious. And then it's like, it's funny. Um, cause it's, you're, you'll be watching it like, you kind of hope you're wrong sometimes. Yeah, I know. Because like, yeah. just to, just to be like, oh, okay, so let's see, let's see what you got, movie. All right, and then but most of them you're like, nah, it's all good. <laughs> like I got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, like I said, uh, it was. I mean, I I, I love the uh, the color palette in this movie, and it might get nominated for something simple for something along that line. Probably costume yeah. design. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised, um, because it is like very drab you know very bland a lot of the movie and just what they're watching it just even how the england looks or london um and stuff like that except where you go to certain areas uh even the the, the place where they do the the room the, the all the all the artists all the uh designers it's just a plain white room mm. you know and it's meant to accentuate the you know the dresses and stuff like that but every, seeing the dresses, seeing her point of view, um, stuff like that, it's like it does a great job, I think overall. Um, and I think they fit the times, like we said earlier, uh, with the music, with uh, rebellion and stuff like that, and just you know, young, young the young people taking over, not the not the old, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I said, the movie just it's a, it's a really good movie. Yeah, really good, and. Um... It also makes me uh, wonder what, uh, when the how how bad would she fall to get to the point where she's trying to kill 101 Dalmatians? Uh, well, really, just two. She just wants them, right? No, she wants them for code. That's right. Um, because in this movie, they play up to that, and then she doesn't. She makes the dogs kind of love her instead of the other way around. Yeah. Not. I don't think it's them. love. I think it's fear. I think it's like that she fear, has well, command respect presence. or whatever. Well, yeah, no, it's, it is. It is yeah. that command presence compared to you know Jasper and uh, Horace who can't do anything. You know they're deadly afraid of getting bit by these dogs, which they make them look super ferocious. They do. They do a good job of that. For they sure. really do. Um, they for sure do that. So if all dogs go to heaven, do those dogs go to heaven? Because they kill the human. I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen the movie in a while. Um, <laughs> I didn't check the rule book on that one. Um, but one thing I had a question is that how does she turn into Cruella Deville? You know, the one with the I, I am singing. I am curious about that. And, Wait, it, and what do you just... think of Anita Darling being introduced like, right away in this one? Uh, oh, yeah, that is her. She's the owner of the dogs, right? Of the one dog that meets the other pair in the original yeah. movie. Uh, 
Yeah, I never thought that darling would be a last. That's a cute way of doing that. Anita Darling. I, and she's not saying darling. She's saying her full name. Her full name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't even think about that. Um, but I, I'm assuming there's going to be a Corolla 2 eventually. And it'll probably be something that leads to 101 Dalmatians. Um, yeah. and They're going to have to really evil her up, though. To be a person yeah, that you could I, I see just that. Think it's, I just think uh, if they do, they probably have to do something, in my opinion, they probably have to do something where they uh, flash forward a couple years, right? Yeah, for um, sure. And it's like just her like getting really good at like being the top designer and then like, well, almost falling into, well, this is the game and if you want to be me. And you can see her just playing that role of like what her mom did, right? Very, very similar. And then just she has to live up to this persona and she almost pushes herself into a corner. And it's like, well, now I am this. And I can't be anything else. You know? Yeah. Um, like she's forgotten almost, her ways. Like she's forgotten her ways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I mean, it definitely is that. Because if you take the Horace and Jasper, for example, of the original movies, they are not only buffoons, but they are completely evil. They're no, they have no problem killing anything. Yeah. Seemingly, anyway. Seemingly. And, uh, you know, they have... They don't do that, and they don't want to do that in this movie. You know, in this no, early movie, no. they're they're thieves, but they're not killers, right? Right, and uh, and but they have they have hearts to them. And the one, what, what's the what's the smarter one? Is that Horace Jasper. or Jasper? That's Jasper. That's Jasper. Jasper, you know, the whole there's almost like almost like the beginnings of a potential love something interest. Obviously, yeah. it it goes all away when Corella comes out completely, but like it's almost there. Like there's something there until there isn't. Um, yeah, it's really something, and I, I can't wait to see the, because she's now, I mean, she won everything. She got her, her, the estate, she got the money to go along with it, the status, the title, whatever. Right. So she's now, she's in the empire business, so clearly it's going to corrupt her the way it corrupts anyone when you give them absolute power. So I'm thinking that's the way they're going to go with it, and I hope they yeah. show it well in a very cool montage or do a movie regarding that alone and seeing the evil come out completely. And hopefully do a good job of combining the whole, you know, Dalmatians later on. Um, yeah, it worked out for me. Um, I love the whole thing with the necklace. It was such a good visual reminder every time they showed it. I love the thing with the golden dress. That was so good. It was just like, again, they use a lot of the costume design to influence all the scenes along. They didn't have to say much a lot of those times. I think it's great. The art department really pulled off all the stops in this one. Mm. So money well spent is what I'm saying. I would say so too. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Anything else you want to say on um, Cruella? No, that's all I got. I am curious as to how they're going to progress this and merge things or make it its own. Maybe right. even get another one. But honestly, Dalmatians. it works also as just a standalone movie. If there's no more. I'm fine with it too. Like I'm fine with it. Like it is. I don't need any more really. I never. I never needed no. the ones before this. No, uh, that's either. right. That's right. You know? But I got a feeling they will. <laughs> yeah. Like if if I've never seen or heard of the 101 Dalmatians or Cruella Deville. And I saw like that opening scene with the three Dalmatians taking down whatever, you know. I might have seen that originally, like, oh, that's an odd choice for a dog, or the odd choice to push this woman off the cliff. You know, why not just push her? Mm-hmm. But you know, the whole revelation that oh my god, it was this girl. It wasn't. It wasn't her fault. It was like a Rashomon realization, a three part realization. One that it was. Like, she thought it was her fault because the dogs were chasing her, and so they started chasing her mother and then dropped her off the cliff. And the second realization is like, oh, no. It was this bitch who fucking was blowing the whistle at her so she can be pushed off the cliff. I'm like, oh, there's where I should target. And then the third realization that she's her mother, their actual biological mother the whole time. I'm like, dude, that's kind of, that's a three-step revelation right there. 
That was really cool. I like that. So, like, if I was unaware of the other movies, this movie would work well enough as a standalone. So, yeah, that's why I kind of put it as a almost like a non-Disney movie um, <laughs> at how well it was. Anyway, now that's it for Cruella, which is available, of course, on Disney Plus and in theaters. I would suggest just theater it up until Disney Plus makes it available to watch <laughs> just on their subscription alone. Right. And not shell out an additional thirty dollars. That's just my opinion. Um, anyway, we're gonna take a break here. When we come back, we're gonna review our last movie of the evening, which is unfortunately Roth's last movie in the marathon. Which is what? Uh, nineteen ninety five Spike Lee's Clockers. Clockers. Oh shit, I saw Crooklyn. Fuck. Ooh, me too. <laughs> well, I'm I guess we're talking about Crooklyn. <laughs> I guess we're talking about Crooklyn. <laughs> I guess so. All right, stay with us. Did I tell you about the first time I killed somebody? Nah. Yeah. L. Bones made me do it. Because it was three guys burned us on some bogus dope. The arrows already killed the other two, baby. We got the third guy. Oh, motherfucker, be cool, man. Hey, Joe, so y'all fuck with us? I ain't fuck with you, man. Motherfucker, you love me to throw your black ass off in this room like them crackers do down south. Look, I ain't this shit, man. What's my name? Oh, hell, man. We're goddamn right, motherfucker. Come on. Motherfucker, crying like a baby boy. Tears snot flying and shit. Arrow turned to me. Right now. Says, you got to cap him. I'm gonna cap you. Come on, that shit ain't necessary, man. Crazy, I ain't gonna cap that boy. Hell, he's scared like a motherfucker. You can play with you. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open it. And you gonna take this piece. And you going over there and you gonna pull that motherfucker's brains out. You understand me? I'll go. I said you shouldn't have did that shit, man. Come on, 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 <laughs> Don't you want your donuts right? Oh, hey, hey. Don't you ever, ever fuck with me, boy? Do you know me now? I'm a bad man. Young drug pushers in the projects of Brooklyn live hard, dangerous lives, trapped between their drug bosses and the detectives out to stop. This is Spike Lee's Clockers, 1995, uh, starring. He's not young ever when I've seen his work. Harvey Keitel, uh, mm-hmm. John Turturro, uh, Delroy Lindo, uh, Mackie Pfeiffer. Mackie? Uh, yeah, Mackie Pfeiffer. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I, was just, I, wanted to, I wanted to screw you over. Uh, Isaiah Washington, who I haven't seen in a long time, but go figure it's our... Isn't he like in uh, that famous uh, hospital show? Yeah, he is, but I don't watch it. So, great anatomy. Um, That's right. Keith David, uh, Regina Taylor, um, and then other people, which I'm sure people don't. Uh, Michael uh, Imperioli. Yeah. Who I, yeah. That's uh. Yeah. yeah I would have. I, I didn't see him in anything until. Uh, what's that show? Sopranos. Uh, Sopranos. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen. I know the people. You know the titles. Yeah. Which I is guess so. really <laughs> weird because I never remember anybody's people. Uh, yeah, he's in that show. Grey's Anatomy. That's the show. 
for Isaiah Watch. Oh, Isaiah, yeah. I was going to say like, Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was trying to get that. I get that. Anyways, that being said, this is the movie, my choice, my final movie. Um, I missed this movie in 95. Um, not that, uh, not that I, thank God I missed it in 95 because I was way too young to watch this movie when it came out. Um, but it is one of those movies that I, as I'm getting older, um, I'm, you know, starting to watch Spike Lee movies. I've seen Do the Right Thing. Um, I've seen some other stuff like that, you know, in general. So I am, like, interested in watching movies and looking at the history and finding out that this is, um, I don't know. I don't know where this falls in the the, the, the Spike Lee, you know, um, movies, uh, I guess, you know, uh, for me. Because he does a lot of work. And around that time... He does Crooklyn, which I think Crooklyn is more critically acclaimed. He had just come from doing Malcolm X. Um, which is hella acclaimed. Hella acclaimed, 100%, yeah. Um, and then he does, technically, a couple documentaries, stuff like that. Uh, he got Game, Summer of Sam. Yeah, I like he, um, I like both. I like, man, I like almost all his movies. Right, exactly. So this is like all of the 90s still. So like it's, it's a weird movie in the 90s, but... It's a really interesting subject to talk about, and I can see why people probably didn't like it at the time. Um, right, this, remind- this is pre the wire. It is pre. It is pre the wire, and I can see them being inspired by this from the wire, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then same thing, like uh, the twenty fifth hour that comes out in 20- two thousand two. It's I think they're very uh, similar, like uh, movies. Um, obviously, it's different, very different. Not not very very different, but similar as in like there's uh, this thing that is happening in in the city of New York or in Brooklyn that is just not talked, talked about, but not ever shown. And he's the one showing a light on it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like he's one of the few, if only people showing a light on it that matter enough to hit a general public, um, and stuff like that. So, um, interesting movie. I mean, I'm talking about the intro of this movie is hella powerful and I'm just like, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, like murder crime scenes of Mur- like gangbangers and usually yeah, just, like, kids. and it's just literally yeah, and it's literally just actual murders. Like it's it's kind of disturbing to watch actually. Yeah, and it's, no, it's very impactful. Make, very impactful, and it's I, I love the fact that he wants me to feel uncomfortable. Like it's crazy how uncomfortable I felt just watching that like first five minutes of the movie. Um, and I'm like, and most of the movie has made and it has been like it's a very uncomfortable movie to kind of watch and just kind of see it play play through um but it's uh it's also it's i mean this is a world that i've never had to deal with thank god um and stuff like that but this is a very very real world that i feel is very much um not overplayed but over under uh not underplayed either but it's just it's just like it's weird it's like people just don't want to talk about it because it's a hard reality that nobody wants to deal with um so yeah that's uh my reason of picking this movie, um, overall seeing his stuff, I was uh, curious as to why, how would I have missed a movie with Harvey Keitel in it, with John Turturro, which is, for me, uh, actors that I saw a lot as I was growing up, and stuff like that. Um, same with uh, everybody I mentioned earlier, uh, D- D- Delroy, Mackay, Isaiah, all these people. I've seen them in shows, movies, you know, and stuff like that, and I'm like, wow, they're, they're all in one movie? That's crazy. How did I miss out on that in '95? Of course, I, as they, like I said, thankfully in '95 I didn't watch it because I was fucking eight years old or seven years old or something like that. I shouldn't be watching that, that movie. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, seeing it um, uh, would have probably showed me a light that I didn't know a world existed when I was growing up. 
You know, it is a world that's going on while I was growing up, and I am, I am the kid in the movie. I'm the same age. I'm like, I think he's ten or twelve. No, he's thirteen. He's thirteen. I'm a little younger than him. You know, like, I, it's crazy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nonetheless, this is Clockers. Um, I'm gonna. I guess my, my impressions of the movie, um, I've already kind of been saying it and why I picked it and everything, but it is a um, it is a crazy movie to watch. Um, overall, the acting, I think, is done done really well considering it kind of falls into uh, uh, Strike, which is uh, Mikhail Pfeiffer's, and um, and a lot of Harvey Keitel, as well as a lot of Delroy. I, I think Delroy does a great job. I think he's always done a great job. I think Mikhail Pfeiffer, for being so young. Um, yeah. He, uh, I think yeah, he's, he's, in a, he's in a sea of like fucking veteran actors and shit. He really is, and you can tell. Like, I, I, I think he, he's, I mean, he still does, he does still does a good job. I mean, I don't have any issues with the guy. I, he plays his role really well. Um, and then, uh, and then just having to like have this, like the the fact that Harvey Keitel won't let go of like he needs to know the truth. It's crazy, and like he, that, like he needs to know the truth. He wants to get proper closure, but at the same time, he like he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to lose any battle to any, you know, as they call them, yo's in the movie. Um, he doesn't want to lose the battle to anybody that has to do, like, with uh, any clockers, because that's what they are, drug dealers, right? That's the nickname for them. Um, what's it called? Uh, he just can't, aff- he just doesn't want to almost, like, have any, I guess, weaknesses, chink in his armor. He can, mm-hmm. whatever the case, you would see it. Um, and that's, like, the reason why the movie keeps going, because even Mackay Pfeiffer says it. Um, he's like, why, why won't you let this go? Anybody else would have let it go. His partner wants to let it go. His partner's like, stop. Like, you know, like, like, what are you doing? Like, it's a plain and simple case. Let's get it over. He, we got it. Let's, who cares? Right. They have a confession. Right. Right. Like, why are you pursuing this? Let's just let it go. Um, but yeah, there's no movie if that's the case. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, overall, super powerful movie. Um, and I, I kind of wish other most other people would watch this movie. Um, still very, uh, I would say the intro is very, very much so. And just overall, a lot of stuff, what happens with police in general and, um, the black community is very prominent in just today's terms. Um, uh, obviously the drug dealers being the drug dealers are way more prominent, I would say then than now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I can see why, you know, you, they would, they're treating them if you sell that in from the wire and everything else. But, uh, that's just. I feel like nobody has rights in this movie besides the cops and even the cops barely. It's crazy. Just they just do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. And they just and they just deal with it. And it's a crazy world because I'm like, no way in hell that happens nowadays, you know, like um no way in hell. And it's a different world for sure that we live in. Um what's it called? For for better and worse, I guess. A little bit of a little bit a little of a little bit of view. Yeah, probably. Um, nothing's yeah. ever perfect, but yes. Um so yeah. Uh, part of a movie, I do. Um, uh, I'll leave it at that because that's what it is—a very impactful movie. Um, it's hard to say these are good movies in, in terms of good and bad because, I mean, like it's good in acting <laughs> and, and it's delivery of the movie, delivery of the message and stuff like that. What's going on, in it, or just giving us this, uh, a snapshot, a time capsule at this point because it's been almost um, twenty years, right? Ninety-five. No, it's been over twenty years. Should I say? Um, going on thirty. Yeah. So. That's a time capsule of showing the nineties of what's going on in this, you know, in Brooklyn at this time in these in this neighborhood. That's crazy. So, um, not that it's a documentary, but these are the times that we lived in. Very something very similar stories happen like just like this. 
Um, so yeah, uh, Oscar, what do you think of this movie? Oh, I, I mean, I haven't seen this in a long time. I'm, I'm not seen it in not in '95. I was too young then too, but um, I know I saw it. Because I remember a lot of the scenes, not everything, but I remember some of the scenes. Um, I think I saw it in high school or somewhere around there. Around, you know, and I found that a, a there's a great trilogy of movies of this type that came in the '90s um, that really kind of show this life, kind of, or tries to um, show aspects of this life um, through the um, you know through, through the African Americans' perspective and all that. Um, one is Clockers. Another one would be a good one. Would be Menace to Society. Yes. And Boys in the Hood, yep. uh, all of which are hailed for one, you know, for a different variety of reasons for uh, as uh, really great movies for that kind of thing in the nineties. And they they all hold up. By the way, I rewatched Boys in the Hood last year. That movie holds the fuck up. No, it really mind. does. I, I saw that maybe three years ago, but it does hold up. It's a really good movie. Right? Yeah, and uh, and I haven't seen, I haven't rewatched Menace to Society yet, but I'm positive it will based on my memory of it. Yeah. And um. And Clockers holds up really well too, differently, but yes, pretty good. And you can see, um, because Spike Lee, compared to the other two directors of the other movies, um, Spike Lee is so much more, um, you know, what do you call it, uh, busy. You know, he works, he's done, all, he's done a lot more movies since then. And um, yeah, he, he never really stops. Like, it's not like he was like uh, bad or anything like that and making a story or anything like that, but like, he definitely evolves his stories because there's a lot of similarities to the 25th hour um, in this movie. Yeah, Partic- I, I, I see yeah. it too. Yeah. yeah, particularly, I mean, it, you wouldn't think so because they're not about the same type of person. And obviously, it's about a white guy, you know, whatever. But like, in, in, but there's a very similar thing about about do, making a mistake, regretting a mistake, and then following, following that up with what a character does with that mistake. And I think uh, both movies are very similar in that regard. This one is more of a clockers has more of the mystery to it. You don't know who killed this guy. Yes. yes. Uh, this guy, this is a whole thing revolves around his murder. Um, and I mean, the guy was an asshole, honestly. I'm not saying he deserves to die, but man, like, Oh Jesus. I'm like, someone's going to kill him. If not, the guy five for someone's going to kill that guy. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I think they both this and Twenty Fifth Hour is the same thing, but they both have they both treat their endings differently, a little differently, only slightly differently. And I love the whole what do you call it the the train station, the moving train thing ending, right? Of this one, it yeah. reminds me so much of the the whole part of the Twenty Fifth Hour, how um, the car ride, the car ride, but it's all like, hey, you know, we could do this, but we right. don't know. You know, and it has this whole like five minutes thing of them looking running out to a different part of the world, other country, mm-hmm. to escape all this and um, start a new life, a better life, and all that. And like, what? How is that not better, right? And then incarceration, right? Um, if you don't do that ever again, you know, how do you not? I mean, it seems like he learned his lesson. I think in this case, a lot of, that's the thing with a lot of these people is that a lot of the youth either are not given the chance to learn a lesson, or they are pigeonhole to never want to learn a lesson um and it's uh you know people killing each other i mean more ways than one either through drugs or whatever abuse yeah and that's it's insane and also daryl lindo i mean what a, a devil shoulder right like he's a devil on the shoulder and he's a lot of the problems to a lot of the people there especially the main character it's uh it's good i really liked it obviously john tortura plays up the role from his do the right thing where he's kind of like ignorant, right? Um, 
yeah, I, I really like the movie. It has a really good, uh, really good feel and a flow to it, and it is harsh because of that opening, and it's kind of it overall keeps that consistency with the park stuff, with uh, anything, with the home life. It, it all works for me. I think it works, yeah, really well. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, in, what intrigued you the most on this movie? What in, um. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I, I at first uh, watching the movie, I would say because it's uh, two hours, a little over. It's um, at first, I, the, what intrigues me is the mystery because um, you don't know who, and you're kind of like right. definitely like, um, did he do it? It didn't feel like he was. Did his brother actually do it, or is he just taking the fall for him? Um, you know, you can see both, especially when uh, Harvey Keitel and John Turturro are talking about it, and they like, no, I think the brother did it. You know, he we got the confession. He did it. He's like, no, man, this guy's shooting him along, and they give each other their thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's like that's that's a compelling thing for sure. But I think overall, then uh, what intrigued me the most was just like how the relationship with the kid that he has um, was uh, how easy it was for that kid to just like. Just wanting to be part of that life, wanting to be not part of that life, but accepted or you know, the, the like kid that keeps running from the mom to yes, yes, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. It's just Ty- like Tyrone. I want to say was that his I name? Think so. I'm looking for I don't him here. So I was like five days ago. No, one yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. <laughs> uh, Tyrone. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pee Wee Love, I guess. Okay, and uh, and uh, yeah, it's just like. You're like I don't I don't know, um, you 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 see like he's trying to do good with him, right? But at the same time, you also see like the fucking the sni- snake slime ball, you know that he had that he can't be just by how easy uh, Delroy got to him, you know? He Delroy got to him using the same things uh, that he's doing to this kid basically, um, and you know showering him with gifts. Telling him this how you make money, telling him that's how you do things, but you should stay smart, you should still do better. You know, like he's still striving to do better than what he's doing, right? But at the same time, still like I just like why would you even introduce him? You know, it's like so weird. Like you don't want him to be part of his life. You're telling him that, but at the same time you're showing him the whole thing and like you're making it look good for him because he's getting you're making money, you're making do this, you're buying him all these things. You know, it's like really it's like a really weird dynamic. Um and it's like a just to see how like easily like that guy was just like really into uh what's it called uh strike um yeah and it's uh yeah it's that 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 got me more and especially how that overall plays out at the end of the movie and what ends up happening and like how his decisions um how his indecisions and decisions and how what he decides to say and do with this kid overall everything in his life is he doesn't own to his responsibility uh striker or strike doesn't he um he does have a huge more impact than he thinks, and he's like, "No, it's not. It's somebody else." Like, dude, it's a domino effect. Like, you should know that. You know, you, uh, you the the things you've done to influence him, the things you told him, the things the uh, way you're saying. Like, you never, you never not clarified anything for the kid. He's a kid. He's not. You know, like those are very impactful moments for him. And you were a highly impactful. You are a highly impactful person in his life. And he's just like the fact that he's like, no, that kid did it on his own. Like I had nothing to do with that. I'm like, but you did, like, yeah. you know? And it's like, it is because without, without you showing him or teaching him anything, then he would have never had to make that decision. He never would have made decisions, you know? Um, 
and it is it is more impactful. It is overall like I'm saying he's he's got more impact than he thinks he does. Yeah, he's not one hundred percent hand. You know, he doesn't have he doesn't have all the blood in his hands, but he does have blood. In oh, his no, hands. no, he does have a lot. I mean, it's uh yeah. he's burning bridges in this movie. He burns oh, yeah. a lot of bridges. A lot of bridges. Yeah, with his family, with his with his uh, with Rodney, but at the same, right. Know. But at the same time, you do get from his point of you do get from his perspective of like, hey, like man, like why why y'all like why y'all coming at me for like it, it does feel like. He is being like piled up on, um, but in the in the environment he's in, like he's told not to. Like it's weird. Like he's trying to satisfy everybody, but nobody at the same. But manages to satisfy nobody at the same time, um, and that's the issue overall. Like right. he's 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 just like almost just trying to live for himself, and that's what ended up becoming. He's just trying to survive. At the very end, he's just literally trying to survive. But also, like he has like this deep seated like anger about stuff about yeah, this situation and this is how it turns up i mean to have uh D- keith david who uh i think is and- andre the the police officer who's trying to show this kid right trying to force him to help out with those mattresses right earlier on yeah, and, yeah. and then he ends up beating the shit out of him like he he's like this kid is gone for him yeah andre is unforgivable because of what happened to tyrone you know and uh him shooting up that dude and and that man, that really sucks. It's just like a, it's a real like gut punch. It's like the the like I think I don't know. Maybe that's where the everything falls off the wheel after that. And oh yeah. Then, um, well, yeah. you're no longer a child. You're no longer an adolescent. You're no longer a teenager. Mm-hmm. You're uh, an adult who done made mistakes, made mistakes, mm-hmm. and you're gonna get treated like one now. And that's uh, very much so. Like you had the opportunity to, to change your ways and do stuff, and he's been trying to be as you know. As much as he can, at the same time, like what do you what do you expect from him, right? To do, um, but yeah, it is it is a it is a big turning point, also. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, what do you think of the way way Rocco dealt with everything, especially towards the end with uh, with Strike? I mean, it felt so New York, so New York, so like I gave me like that, like that, like. Thank God, there's no such thing as like a smartphone yet, or like <laughs> cameras aren't everywhere and shit. Because like this is like the most New York thing I've seen. Like, oh yeah, a cop's gonna, you know, help smooth things over. But it was good to see it. It didn't just help. He helped. Like, I mean, he it, had some Commissioner Gordon vibes because of yeah, his, um, he, yeah, he did, yeah, he did. Yeah. But it was like it did feel like he was like, <sighs> man, you were dealt a shitty hand, and I get, and I, you know, he even like. He only helps him because he's like, well, I was wrong, and I'm going to – the only right thing I can do here is do this for you. Yeah. Right? Get, get out of here. Take get out of here. Yeah, from, very much right. so. Get out of here and don't ever come back. Never come back or I'll put you to jail along with me next right. day in the same cell with you. <laughs> right. 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 Exactly. And then same thing goes with uh, with uh, the kid. And help, helping the kid out was very, very impactful as in like, this is what you have to say. This is the best I can do for you because you – do you did commit a crime in the end? You did do something, and your actions have to stand up for you. Have to you have to be um, there's there's consequences to your actions, and the kid has to learn them a lot faster than McCoy Pfeiffer does because um, he managed to just get away with it without. I mean, he loses everything, obviously. Um, Strike does, but compared to the kid, the kid loses his innocence, um, which is shitty because he's very young, but. Uh, you know, he has to, he has to, the fact that he does give him like, what is your best possible outcome? And I'm going to help you. Um, I, I thought that was actually really, really cool to see. 
Um, and it didn't feel like he's only just helping. Because I feel like those are like, <laughs> I've seen those in movies before, and it's always like helping, uh, it's always helping like white people or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And watching it at this point of view is like, okay, like it's it's cool. Like he, he works in that er- area. I mean, like, why wouldn't he help somebody, you know? And it made sense just to do it, I guess, because what, what else do you say? He literally coached them to say everything he needed to, to get the least yeah. amount of time. Right. Yeah. But like, he can't do anything else without saying, like, I mean, <laughs> get blaming it on another kid. Like, even then, we, how do you manage that, you know? So, like, it's really weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a cool, it was an ending, like, for Harvey Cartel's character, especially, like, once he figures out he gets the actual truth, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, the fact that he forces his hand, obviously, is crazy. And he plays them like a fiddle. Uh, well done. Um, but, you know, he's got way more resources than they do. So, and uh, But the fact that he does, like, he does do clear up his right. He takes responsibility. And that's without saying I'm taking responsibility. But his actions do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's, that's that's all anybody ever wants. As an adult, you should take responsibility for your shit. And that's exactly what he does. Um, I would say. So, yeah. I do like his uh, progression overall. Yeah. I, I, I like it too. And, you know, I think this is a movie, uh, I think ultimately what it really makes, what it feels to me is that it's about um, breaking a cycle, Right. In a, yeah. in, a, in a strange way, maybe not not so directly, but breaking the cycle of like that he that people in Strike's position and the people older than him, and obviously even on the other side with the cops, them too, they're part of it, um, are forced to deal with, and yet not forced. I mean, no one's forced to deal with it, but they're they are. Their circumstances are make it hard to get out, and to this circle of violence, drugs, and betrayal, and lying in the jail, and then coming out and getting in harder on it. Um, and I think that breaking that cycle is the most, I mean, this is where Spike Lee becomes um, uh, emotional. Um, this is where he, he wants to be hopeful, is that whole, is how he does the ending with it and how he portrays the ending again in the 25th hour about getting out, getting away, you know, running away as a solution that sounds less, that sounds more, I don't want to say glamorous, but sounds less cowardly than running away, you know. Like getting into that Penn Station, and it's, you know what's better about that ending uh, about him and the train and stuff, and obviously, you know, taking that out is that you know Rocco and John Tajuro, I forgot his name, um, they respond to another homicide, right, of one of the crew, one of the old crew, yeah, and um, you wonder, like, was that supposed to be for for Strike? You know, right. You wonder, like that's that's that uh, if that feels like the breaking of the wheel, so to speak, if you want to call a Game of Thrones reference, um, you know, I really like that. I just really, I think that's what he's doing a lot here. Yeah, um, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 All right, um, but I think that's all I got on it. But man, it was great to rewatch this movie. Yeah, I mean, uh, very impactful. Like I said, I, I would one hundred percent. It's a hard watch. I'm not gonna lie. Right, uh, but at the same time, it's very it's still compelling, um, and I would say you should definitely watch it. And it's like, I guess, just going back to Mackay Pfeiffer's, um, like, <laughs> like just bringing up his responsibility. Like he literally amps up his brother to kill somebody. <laughs> like that's so fucked up. He's completely, he's completely, and he doesn't own it that he 
he made his brother do it. And that's what killed. That's what he gives him the ulcers. Because that's what he's having the whole movie. He has ulcers in his stomach, not from drinking them. I mean, I'm sure the the chocolate milk doesn't help him, but at, I get not at all drinking it every literally all the time. It's disgusting. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like just having this like he has all this stress built up in him. And he freaking you know like going through it and making hurting himself like killing himself literally from the stress he has to bleed from his ulcers um it's crazy um yeah like cause, and i know it's from the guilt from his brother but then he does like he just doesn't as it's crazy the amount of responsibility he doesn't want to take um it's like catches up to him where you know yeah yeah but uh yeah that's all i got from the movie as well awesome all right. Well, I think, I think that's all I got on this movie, and uh, that's that's it for for Clockers. You have been this whole time listening to another movie podcast. Uh, don't forget that we are a biweekly show, so we come out every other weekend. You can follow me personally at Armin Filmmaker on Twitter and on fa- on Letterboxd. Sorry, that's Filmmaker with A R M E N, where people can find you, Ralph. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Don Rafael underscore between the Rafael. And then uh, you can also follow me on Twitch at Sue Trauma. Uh, yes. And since Luke is not back yet, I'm going to be picking the next movies and ending my marathon as well, uh, which is a different one than Ross, but uh, still, personal marathon. It's going to be fun. Anyway, that marathon pick is uh, a movie from the 2000s name uh, called, um, oh my God, did I just forget the name? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um the devil. The Damn, I forgot. What's it called? I saw, the I saw the devil. There you go. I was like, the devil's face isn't right. <laughs> um, yeah. I saw the devil, which is a Korean revenge horror flick. Right. And it it isn't short, but it is pretty bloody. Check it out. Disgusting. I saw the devil. It's going to be on the next docket, and we're also going to review a movie that's going to come out in theaters: uh, Black Widow. Which is oh, nice. Black Widow for the next okay. one, and something also completely different from I Saw the Devil and Black Widow. I'm going to do this caper. I don't know what kind of movie it is, but it's Steven Soderbergh's latest film, which is available right now on HBO Max, I believe. Unless you want to watch it in theaters, it's called No Sudden Move, which stars, um, what's his name with the face? Uh, Don Cheadle and Benicio Del Toro. It looks like a crime drama mystery. It looks like fun. Steven Soderbergh. I mean, I love the guy. Yeah. Um, almost all his movies I love. So, yeah. You like almost all of those. Yeah, I can't think of. I mean, I'm sure there is one. So I, this is why I said almost. Um, I guess Ocean's two. It's okay. Sex lies <laughs> in the video. No, oh, I like that movie too. Contact guy. No, I know you. Conta- do. I love Contact guy. On. I know you do. Uh, Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky's great. It is, is great. Great. it is a great. It is a great movie. Yeah. Movie. yeah. Uh, okay. I guess Magic Mike is okay. Ah, oh, that was good too, actually. No, Magic Mike was good. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I was uh, the laundromat. Did you watch that one? Oh, that's the one I don't like. Yeah, that's the one. That's the yeah. one I for sure don't. We well, liked High Flying Bird. I did like High Flying Bird. I did. I did. Yeah. He's, he's good. He's, he's solid. Solid guy. Anyway, yeah, he's a, he are, is solid overall, yeah. Those are the next movies. Until then, guys, I am Oscar. And I'm Ralph. See you later. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.